three, two, one. Hey guys, welcome back to You Get Me with Elif and Charlotte. I'm Charlotte. And I'm Elif. And had you been with us for some time, you may have noticed... There's been a change. A gentle change. A slight shift. Someone has been buried. Someone is dead. Miss Tensilable will never <laughs> see the light of day ever again. So, um, you may have been used to us as opinionated and underrated. Who, our origin story, we love her. We made her when we were fresh out of our 15th birthdays and she's been a big part of our lives. She really has. However, we have grown up. And we'd also really like to give the podcast another good go because we had a lot of momentum when we were 15, 16. <laughs> as life progresses and we had to do our A-levels and studies, it really dwindled. But we'd really like to pick it back up again. We'd like something a bit more memorable, marketable, because we do really want to give this another good go. So that was the driving factor behind the change. Um, you may notice there is some brand new cover art. Thank you, Ellis. Thank you very much. We moved on from pastels and line art <laughs> to, again, another trendy thing I'll hate in six months. But such is life. Such is life. And I think today what we're talking about is the shame of rebranding and why we need to get rid of that because we shouldn't stunt growth in fear of being untrue to what we used to be oh definitely so i think especially even with like the thoughts or the opinions you hold a lot of the time we can be very defensive of them because they are our identities and i think having a podcast that has been on display on the internet since we were 15 Mm. has grown up with us inevitably we're not going to be thinking exactly what we were thinking that many years ago and i would be worried if we were oh definitely so with this rebrand we're joking she's not dead we still love her (laughs) and the episodes will stay up yeah um but there's new stuff coming as well and there is no shame in that oh definitely i think as you said um especially when you're growing up the difference between 15 and 18 from a cognitive perspective Mm. albeit only three years is actually really really huge so it would be very concerning if we were still saying the same things. And I think the defining difference between us now and us then is that we are obviously lucky based on our experiences and just stuff that's happened to us to have a lot stronger sense of self. Yes. So that can inform what we're saying because when I was 15, I was reading lots and lots of books, lots of think pieces, articles, essays, because I didn't really have that many opinions that I'd held for years and I was really staunch. I was I was reading other people's opinions and yeah. a lot of what I was saying was based on that. And I think when, and, and I think that was a, a critique that we received when yes. we first started the podcast. People were saying like, I feel like you're regurgitating other people's ideas. And yeah, we were, mm. and we continue to, because yes. that is life. Like, I, I really still don't agree with the whole, like every thought can't be original, but we do we do just take our experiences and mold them into things that we believe and they are just based off of everyone else's so to say this is a completely original thought and you know i didn't get this from someone else just is a lie because you heard it from somewhere and they heard it from somewhere and it developed from this and this and that and so i think i have a lot of respect for our 15 year old selves oh definitely like i feel a lot of empathy for her and them because you know we were just doing what we were doing and i think it was a very very brave albeit slightly i uh, yeah but it was arrogant audacious arrogant thing to do but um, we remain that like we're not yeah. less arrogant now we're still we still think we have the audacity to <laughs> sorry <laughs> that's the name of our editing software that's why it's funny <laughs> um we we still have the audacity to um record ourselves and put it on the internet thinking we're important enough for people to want to listen yeah But I think pretending, as you were saying earlier, that ideas aren't just variants of other things that you've heard does a huge disservice to 
the complex like network of people you meet and experiences mm. that you collect like pebbles on a beach do you know what I mean pebbles on a beach yeah it, it's just that is what life is all about I was really thinking about this the other day and I wrote down in the notes of my phone something along the lines of um artists are the greatest imitators mm, because yeah. that's all you're doing you're taking you know intangible feelings and things that you've heard or experienced or seen or thoughts that you've had and you're converting them into some artistic form and I just think that's one of the best things that you can do and that thought that you wrote down in your notes was definitely something you'd seen oh, somewhere God. else you didn't come I'm up with that like, not deluded enough to think that that was my doing yeah so it's just I think we need to have a lot of um yeah empathy for our past selves mm-hmm. and within that we need to not have too much of an ego that we can move yes. on from that mm-hmm. so I think especially at that time where we weren't as like solid in our beliefs mm-hmm. you're way more likely to shout from the rooftops because you're like oh I'm like yeah. let me just test this out let me test the waters do I believe this is this right and so you need to have like enough humility that you can be like oh she was wrong yeah or she was right but maybe I'd say it like this or do you know what I understand why she believed that then but they believe this now yeah definitely and how can you admit that you're wrong if you don't solidify and test and challenge your opinions? Right, like, yeah. Evolution is ultimately a process. You don't get from A to B by a big jump. Mm. It's a it's a really long winding road. And I think that people are very afraid to take the twists and the turns sometimes. But what I love about us, mm-hmm. because I love us, is yeah, that, <laughs> that whole evolution and that journey is immortalized (laughs) well i say immortalized we've taken down a few of the early episodes because they're just fundamentally not great yeah fine fine fair enough but like some of the episodes we have up now like they're definitely not what i would say right now yeah but we keep them up because like we were we were children and we say that we did say that we did say like listen we're not the source of authority we're just saying what we think that was a disclaimer that we actually used to give at the start we of did you see that a lot we don't really do that anymore no because i hope i just assume people have the common sense not to yeah. take us as gospel mm-hmm. don't take us as gospel please um or do you know it's just i could be the gospel <laughs> sounds like a taylor swift song <laughs> i can be um and so but yeah so i just think with this rebrand there's no shame in opinionated underrated mm-hmm. i love her still but she was a bit wordy she was a bit wordy and I think as we said we'd really like to expand our audience just for our the sake of our own egos and our own community as well I think that's something that mm. I really like um is the whole point of our podcast is that sometimes you know you feel like you're screaming into a void and it is really a case of you get me do yeah. you hear me do yes. you understand what I'm I saying you. yeah and that's why we're here so it's nice to put up build up a community of like-minded people um and as i said our social medias will always be there for that so we're going to try and resurrect them yeah but um and those communities have been there like since we were 15 and they've been bubbling under the surface and we've collected people along the way and i (laughs) i have ex-teachers that listen and i have ex-best friends that listen and Mm. i have people i've never met that still listen and i just think that's so so nice and i I have my dad that listens in the car every single time of course do you know (laughs) and i wish you could block people on spotify (laughs) love you though (laughs) oh sorry yeah no not like not my dad not your, not your dad specifically <laughs> yeah. thank you for listening thank you for, thank you for driving her yeah. um but so yeah no i agree i agree so as we um we've finished our a levels yes, we're moving we on we're both going to unis different unis um do you feel like you have an urge to rebrand yourself as you go mm. and enter 
like a completely different community because you do have that opportunity to oh completely fascinating yeah um my name's charlotte obviously so I did okay right i did briefly consider like what if i just introduce myself as like char or lottie or charlie right okay. i've always been charlotte and i always want to be charlotte i just you, feel like that hey, fits me you were you were tina i was some... tina which that's not a story even worth delving into okay, but people at school call me tina for about four years which obviously has no relation but to my some people name. still call you tina which is weird because it's like a little frozen piece of some random yeah time and yeah Bla- honestly bless tina i remember her bless her I she's mean, not me no <laughs> no okay so so you're not introducing yourself as tina in uni yes. but like but yeah i could i could tell everyone my name was lottie and they would just call me lottie right. I'm, not, I'm not going to do that but um i do have the urge to I was really thinking about this the other day. I'm trying to be honest with myself. I think part of me has the urge to rebrand myself as a bit more of a cool girl than I feel that I am. Mm. I think I'm quite high strung, anxious, stressy at the best of times. Yeah. And I, I don't want to come off like that. I mean, I don't really think many people do want to come off like that. No. I would like everyone to think, oh, she's so laid, laid back. Laid she's back, nice. Chill. Good vibes. She's a chill girl. But of course, that's not sustainable because no chill girl never experiences a negative spectrum of emotions. Yeah, of course. It's unrealistic as well for me because I'm like honest, brutally honest to a T sometimes. Like, I can't, I cannot hide things about myself. Yeah, yeah, for at sure. All. Um, we but don't. yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, fair enough. Um, but yeah, I, I was thinking about how would I. I think it's not bad to be mindful of the way that you assert yourself and also to maybe inject a little bit more confidence than you would, Mm -hmm. you feel like you would have. Like for me, Freshers Week is concerning me a bit because I'm not the type of person that goes out to clubs all the time. I don't tend to socialise loads of days in a row. Mm. So I'm going to have to put in a bit of extra effort, a bit of extra oomph to get me through the week. But that's not disingenuous to who I am at my core. No, yeah, that's fair enough. And I also think just like, anyone who may be listening to this starting freshers even the most extroverted people will have a tough time yeah because it's it is just rough like <laughs> like you you're okay many many late nights but also the amount of new people you have yes. to process and meet is a lot for your brain and so mm-hmm. for someone who naturally is more introverted or like doesn't enjoy those kind of interactions it's it's just it's gonna be overwhelming yes like if anything Definitely. so I think that's fair enough but yeah you have to like it's kind of like when you go on holiday or when you go to somewhere where you don't know anyone mm-hmm. you do put on an extra layer of something because yes. you know you can get away with it oh, I, yeah. like I don't know if anyone else does that but I definitely do that like if I'm on holiday if I'm at just a function with people I don't know I am happy to kind of like play around yeah. with how I present myself anyway whether yeah. that be with more confidence or like I'm not putting on a persona, but you kind of are. Yeah. When you're meeting new people, you kind of do just have to like, you're selling yourself at the end of the day. Yeah. And with my friends, I can be way more just like chill. Yeah. Like I'm not worried about it. But with new people, I'm like, okay, let me sell myself. Let me market myself in a really fun way. So they want to be friends with me. Yeah, of course. Because ultimately that's self-preservation, isn't it? And that's looking out for yourself yeah. and ensuring that you have friends and you're building a community because that's what you need. Um, but then as you were saying, thinking about, oh, I'm different with my friends. That does lead me to wonder, like, who am I at my core when yeah. when you strip all that away? What is my true persona? And I honestly just think, not to be cheesy, it must just be a collection of everyone that I like. Or, yes. Do you know what I mean? 100%. 100%. Like, you're, not, you're no one thing. So I don't think it's a crime to tap into different parts mm-hmm. or exaggerate or amplify certain parts of your personality that would be more suitable to 
the occasion that you're in or you know you don't speak to your professors the same way that you speak to your best friend yeah and that's because you're gauging what's appropriate for the situation but that's not a, a fault to yourself yeah no 100 percent. that makes sense i get you <laughs> you get me <laughs> um do you feel any um regret or maybe embarrassment when you look back at your child self or not even child self mm. but just like younger self um I think I am actually a firm believer and I know a lot not a lot of people like this philosophy but maybe not at its as brusque as it sounds but I do believe to some extent not that everything happens for a reason but everything's connected and you can take positive things from negative experiences if you frame it in a certain way I mean I'm not as insensitive to say as your mum dying has taught you a positive lesson I Mm -hmm. don't mean that but I mean you can find community and strength and skills in the most unexpected of places so even if I look back and I think oh I wish I hadn't have said that or I Mm -hmm. wish that didn't happen I'm quite good at being like well actually this happened as a result of it Mm -hmm. so you know in some ways I am better off for it I really really don't like regretting things I mean I have trivial regrets like I wish I didn't get blackout drunk at that party because what did I gain from it yes but But I don't think that's too trivial what it means is that I'm never gonna do that again yes (laughs) well never say never well yeah to be fair but it it does mean that you're more like for the party instance when I go into freshers week I'm quite limiting myself with the alcohol because I know that sometimes I have a tendency to let it snowball a bit beyond mm-hmm. what I actually want and I'm not making that impression on my first week. Yes, And yeah. that's a lesson I've learned the hard way, unfortunately. Um, but I mean, like, less actions-wise, but more, like, mm. as a... as a per- Like, because I know a lot of people, and I definitely do a little... Like, I don't know, not... I can't think of a specific moment in my life where I do, actually, so maybe that's a lie when I say that, but I do know people that when they look back and they're, like, cringe. Mm. Like major yeah. cringe at what I what either what I looked like what I was doing what how I acted as a person yeah so do you have those regrets for yourself no I I to be fair this is something I'm quite conscious of yeah I don't like cringe I have a lot of empathy for my younger yes, self yes good 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 um I think the way if you're trying to challenge cringe the best way to directly do that is through empathy yeah yeah. um especially for yourself i do obviously look back at messages i sent to boys i liked when i was 13 and i go like oh what are you doing i'm so glad i can't find those (laughs) no because i've read them back and it's not a fun time no i wouldn't want to read you look back at the selfies where you've like scribbled out your face on snapchat it's like what's the picture even of but ultimately i just feel bad for her yeah i look back and i don't think you stupid stupid bitch but i think a lot of people do i think a lot of people do look back on their on their past selves with a lot of anger mm. and a lot of disgust yeah so i think i think it's actually quite rare yeah to, to be like that so you should you should feel quite proud thank you that's really nice of you to say <laughs> that's okay do you know what that's one of the only things in my life that i would say i do just that is just naturally how i feel like a lot of like my positive mindset stuff i do have to actively like chip away at yeah, yeah but that is just something that i'm genuinely not that fussed over i think i'm very much a person that i don't understand embarrassment in theory sometimes in practice i i'm just like oh i wish i'd done that or i mm-hmm. regret that and i don't like that feeling because in theory i don't see it serving much of a purpose it's to not me. logical yeah no in terms of embarrassment i really try not to let it dictate my life unfortunately sometimes like i have more of a bodily reaction than a yes, rational yeah, yeah, reaction yeah, yeah. and that's different but um especially for things of the past especially if i'm looking back at like my tween early teen years mm-hmm. i feel so sad when i look back that's the resounding emotion because i remember how vulnerable and maybe isolating at times it was mm-hmm. and i think that was also to be honest a main motivating thing behind the podcast is when we started it i i started to reach a point where i was like comfortable in 
being myself authentically whatever and it was just nice to be able to say that out loud and have people be like yeah yeah good for you and obviously not I'm not saying it because you were here but you obviously were a big part of that so yeah yeah what a nice thing to say (laughs) (laughs) sorry um but yeah no I I completely get that I just wish more people had that mindset yes definitely I, I don't think a lot of people do have that mindset Obviously, you said it like comes naturally to you, but what would you say to people that maybe that doesn't come naturally to people who look back at themselves and go, "You cringe." Obviously, empathy. Yeah. yeah. How, but how do you put that into practice? Um, I think contextualizing things is good. Like, if you use the instance of getting blackout drunk, um, like if you were just mm-hmm. this isn't actually what happened to me. This is just a random scenario. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> it happened to a friend. This is not... <laughs> no, no, no. But like, you go, "Oh my god, I cannot believe I did that." But then you take a step back and you think why did I drink that much oh I was feeling quite nervous about meeting people that mm, night yeah. oh okay well then you know that's that's the issue that's there. the key it's not thing that you're a crazy it? out of control like she loser can't take her anywhere yeah yeah it's it's not really about that I think breaking it down and understanding motivations behind behaviors for or, sure also just sometimes you just have to take a deep breath and be like it's happened yeah you cannot what is I know it's I know everyone says this but think about it what will your embarrassment change absolutely mm. nothing you can either laugh at it and forget because no matter how hard you cringe you cannot erase it from people's minds and to be honest with you they probably aren't thinking of it anyway yeah it's it's a process it's definitely not like a one step i program. think a lot of people would wish that they could cringe things out of people's memory you can't but you can't you can't, <laughs> you can't. You can't. <laughs> with it. in terms of growth um because obviously that's a big part of moving on entering a new stage of life is there anything that you're consciously doing at the moment to like better yourself? Mindset, physical. Oh, God, whatever. you put the. I feel some hot lights on me. Just because I asked you a question for once. No. <laughs> what am I doing to better myself? Are you doing anything? Do you think it's important to? You can say no. Mm, I'm not doing anything that I don't usually do. Yeah. Which I think is better bettering myself anyway because mm. it's discipline. Uh huh. And a mixture of motivation, but like motivation only gets you so far. I'm not doing anything consciously new that I'm like, okay, I'm going to start doing this and then I'm going to better myself because that's never worked for me to be like, okay, I'm going to start. If I think consciously I have to start doing something, I really struggle to commit to continuing it or finishing it. So I just have to do it. Mm -hmm. I think... Can you give an example of that? I think I just... If there's something that maybe I'm like, oh, I'll do it at some point, I just have to do it immediately. Mm -hmm. So maybe this time last year I also for a long time I think I'd been like I really want to try some martial arts or like I really want to try some something like that and then I could have maybe waited for a friend to come with me or I could have waited for a time that was convenient within my exams Mm. but I didn't (laughs) I just did it like I just went and did it and I have been consistent for a year since Mm -hmm. and I was never like oh I want to start going to the gym let me set up a timetable and I just did it yeah I just went when I felt like it and then it became discipline and I'd go even if I didn't feel like it and then I felt better anyway Mm. and that is like quote-unquote betterment because it's consistent and so I think a lot of the times when people are like you have to better yourself you have to do this this and that people fall into the trap of like the diet culture trap like let me do this six week challenge let me do the I find that impossible (laughs) like I think unless I genuinely enjoy doing something I cannot force myself to do it so I think my version of like oh, am I bettering myself? Is like, let me just keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. And if I haven't stopped doing it, then that is me bettering myself. Do you think sometimes ripping off the band-aid or just picking up a random habit like that is, yeah. is the gentler approach than a rigid programme? Maybe it is. Even though it doesn't feel like it. Like yeah. physically, it does not feel like the gentler approach because you have to like 
you really have to push yourself out Mm. of your comfort zone to like go to the gym on your own like going to the gym on your own for the first time is actually really quite awful i've never done it yeah because it's it's holding me back yeah because it's scary and like and now i have all my friends are like oh i want to start the gym and i'm like yeah let me come with you because i know like to actually go and push like to do it yourself does take a lot of like either curiosity Mm -hmm. or just like no anxiousness which just doesn't exist no like and that's not something you have control over ultimately yeah exactly and so i think you do just have to rip the band-aid off because that makes it easier in the future whereas i mm. think like had i been like oh i'm gonna go and like let me set up this and let me go with a friend let me plan it for this time it makes it more of an ordeal the next time you have to try and do it because you're like let me do that again it's mm. like no you can't replicate that you just have to do it when you can do it yes definitely on that note how do you go about like setting yourself targets or goals do you think that is i don't you don't i don't have a goal because then i would feel worse if i didn't make if i didn't reach it yeah i think that's a fine line i do think also it's fair to say that some people really do thrive off of routines planning. yeah for sure for sure but that isn't a one-size-fits-all approach no, by no. any means i think sometimes you have to, if you're unrealistic about it as you said it mm-hmm. just makes you feel really shit at the end of it when you've just not You've you've done three quarters of your list, but you can see right. that big chunk at the bottom that you didn't touch, and you think, "Oh God, I can't even." Or if I even saw a list in the first place, I wouldn't even want to start it. Yeah, like I'm I'm one. I don't know. A lot of people aren't like that. A lot of people love to just see everything, like tick 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 tick, and then they go through it. But I find it quite overwhelming. Like if I'd said to myself, "You have to go to the gym three times a week," mm. I really couldn't see myself like getting myself there. Whereas yeah. if I'm like, I'm just gonna go like. I don't know it's it's very just like abstract in my head yeah like I don't see it as a weekly thing it's just like day by day Mm. which is why it's like the quote-unquote betterment thing because it is consistent for me in that way but then I don't feel bad when I'm not being consistent Mm because I'm like well I didn't go three times this week it's like well I didn't even was I even going like what what even happened I just went yeah and so but I had a good time which which why which is why that doesn't work if you're not having a good time so do you think it's best to go off of maybe framing it more so in the sense of like what do you need to do to feel yeah what feels good for you anyway because that's what's going to better you the most like and i'm not saying like starting a like a martial arts class or like going to the gym is going to feel good because it is hard yeah like you're pushing your body to quite like extreme limits if you're trying but it's the feeling after Mm. like if you feel if you like leave and you're like that like i'm so excited to go back then okay tick that's something that works for you yeah. if you leave that like that was fucking awful yeah. i hated that my body didn't feel good i don't feel i feel you know there's no reason to then push yourself to go back because yeah. it's never going to be consistent so when people are like i want to better myself but i hate going to the gym i hate doing this like find something you like yeah go dance like that's yeah. still that's still like moving your body in a way that's going to get the endorphins going like you're still gonna feel good about yourself because i think maybe maybe in this sort of like identity way we might convince ourselves like well I never did this and this never felt good for me so I'm not going to try it Mm. and that I think limits people because they are it's like you're just you're stuck in that identity yes so you've got to rebrand yourself in that way anyway (laughs) I think also pretty obviously you need to get quite comfortable with failing or not succeeding in order to go on this whole betterment slash growth experience Malarkey, whatever, yeah, yeah. whatever we're talking about it's so abstract like it's there's it no like there's no end point there's no measure i think people get really which is why up. people struggle with it yeah yeah um for me an example i can give of my life recently is i really just i i, I honed in on a problem and for me the problem was the fact that um 
I go on social media a lot and I go on social media till I feel like my brain is melting. Yeah. And then I turn off my phone and I think, what was I even watching? Yeah. And, and it's you just... don't you don't feel excited to go back. You don't feel good. No, I feel really zombie like when I when I turn off my phone and it's just not yeah. a feeling I enjoy. And and I'm a person with so many hobbies and passions and interests. Like I'm very lucky in that yeah, respect. Yeah, yeah, so lucky. But I just fundamentally lack the motivation to indulge them a lot of the time. Yes. And I think social media is completely zapping me of this. And this is just a me problem. Anyway. No, it's not just you. <laughs> Problem. I think that's an everyone problem. It's definitely a me problem. Oh yeah, fair enough. But the point is, I wanted to address it, and I wasn't necessarily thinking I want to be a better reader. Right. That wasn't the first thought that came into my head. But what I was thinking is, was I want to spend less time on social media. Right. So I've tentatively, I tentatively started reading more books, which for me. I'm at the classic, classic trope of reading, was reading five years above her reading age, yeah, yeah, voracious yeah. reader, burnt out age 12. Right. That classic. <laughs> classic trope. We've all been there. We've yeah, all been yeah. there. Um, but I would say I haven't really enjoyed sitting down and reading. Like I've read books that I've enjoyed, but I haven't been like, oh yes, reading. I want to go and read a book right. for like four or five years. Which is crazy. Which is crazy because I love literature and I love writing and I love poetry. And like that is just a big part of me fundamentally. Yeah. But um, recently, I've just fallen in love with reading again. And that's come from when I've removed the distraction of social media. Because I think it would just never match up to the quick dopamine and the the attention that I would get from like TikTok or Instagram Reels or whatever. But um, now that I've slowed that aspect down, it's paved the way for me to get back into reading. And I'm at a point where I'm excited to go home and read a book or like... I'm reading books in days, which is not something that's happened for ages when I would spend six months on one book. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So my point is that sometimes bad habits, like if you sort of address them, then another good thing can like bloom as a result of it. Always focus on the action rather than the result that you want to get from it. Yeah, definitely. I wasn't thinking I want to fall in love with reading and here's the five-step program to enable that to happen. Yes, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking, let's go on my phone less. And this was a great outcome of it. Yeah, 100%. Do you think that, the forced identity of you're a reader mm. quote unquote like oh, i i definitely had that as well like yes like you're oh my god like you okay so what i was maybe like two color dots above my year <laughs> grade of like reading okay big deal and you know they're pushing all these books on you yeah and you have some pride in it right like i do oh, think like i definitely absorbed that into my identity i was like i'm a reader like yes. i read do you think that then hindered you later down the line because you thought god i'm not living up to yeah. what i've been like, because I, I really think in extremes sometimes. I'm like, mm. either I'm going to do all of it or I'm going to do none of it. Oh, I'm very guilty of that. And yeah. so I think I definitely have the same thing with reading where I was like, well, I'm not reading a bunch and I'm not reading really like advanced books. So I'm not going to read at all. Mm. Rather than being like, well, if you want to read like a, I mean, I want to take you as an example. If you want to <laughs> read a little fanfic and that's going to get you reading, yeah. then like, then go for it. I will say in this, in the time that, when I've been holding space between reading like actual classic literature, mm-hmm. I have been reading absolutely god awful fanfic that I'm too embarrassed to tell you what it's called. But <laughs> I've been getting like I've been, I've been getting Snapchats, and I'm like, okay, an hour's gone by, maybe two hours. I'm like, okay, she hasn't replied, and she's like, I've read 300 pages of. I won't, I won't name the fanfic, no, but like, it. too much. It's <laughs> yeah. too much. It got to a point where, um, in term time, mind you, in the middle of my A level year, <laughs> um, I read this. Harry Potter inspired okay, so fan she's, fiction. She's yeah. okay. <laughs> Harry Potter inspired fan fiction in three weeks that had a hundred thousand more words than the Bible. Oh my god! And it was just like, what am I actually doing with myself? What are you doing? But you were bettering uh, yourself in some way. I was the reason I was reading that in, on a real note is because I could not bring myself to put my phone down. 
So right. okay. that was my compromise was I'm reading on my phone. And it meant that there was hours and hours I spend on these websites that I wouldn't spend on Instagram. And that was still That's still better. a win. That's still it's, a win. Yeah, in some ways. Like that's not the goal and I've moved on from that now, I promise. But um yeah, it's honestly breaking it down and there's no I think last year I, I say oh I haven't enjoyed reading in ages, but to be fair, last year um rest in peace z library it was this like free pdf website where they just put books and it's gone now because someone snitched obviously um but i would genuinely read an entire book every single night and right. it would be one of those like really shitty like ya novels yeah i'm not gonna name them because they're it's not fair they're, they're good but they're shit you know yes, what i mean yes they'd be like the romance like book talk ones mm-hmm. and i would read one individual book every single night and i got through like 10 books in two weeks which is obviously a really fast great rate. Feat, yeah yeah and i enjoyed it that's why i did it yeah <laughs> but it's just like i think the identity of your reader then puts a level of like pretentiousness oh god that would then stop you from like like you yeah. wouldn't would you tell people that oh like, my god if i'd have read 10 classics this right, summer i'd would be have shouting been, it from yeah the i already am the fact that i've managed to read a few good books in a yes. couple of weeks yes but I didn't tell anyone that I'd read all of those books. Of course not. Because because then you'd been like on this, like now you're on this identity rebrand. There you go. (laughs) Like, well, yeah, exactly. You've been told you're amazing. Really, you have to be reading these, these, Mm. these, and anything less than is is less than, which just isn't true. Yeah. I mean, if you're not a reader, I sense this whole ten minute tangent has been quite unrelatable. So I'm going to try and broaden it out a little bit. But taking smaller steps towards the same end goal is completely fine yeah. you don't have as i said earlier don't have to jump from a to b like it's not it's not about that at all i think i have a bad habit oh my god me that, too. too fair i think for me um so we've spoken about this before but elif and i are both musicians i've reached grade eight in two instruments and i'm not far below in a third one but that whole process is so humbling mm-hmm. because you start off obviously awful and then the better you get sometimes the worse you feel you are yes because you realize your standards get higher and higher you, yeah the standards just become absolutely astronomical and you get to the age of about 15 and you're comparing yourself to concert musicians right which obviously is not a fair comparison and i think music has taught me a lot of patience and humility in the sense that i'm never going to be as good as i want to be no, no i really i'm never going to be yeah and that's okay yeah and that's part of the process and that doesn't mean you're not a good musician oh god yeah of course because your your ideals in your brain will never mm-hmm. but that applies to everything and anything because there will always be someone better than you there will always be someone who you think is better at painting better mm-hmm. at running better at this this and that someone yeah. smarter than you and so like again if you live in that extreme world that i think i sometimes do where you're like i have to do everything i have to do nothing yeah it's so like stunting yeah because then you just stop growing yeah you, you just know- have to tick along yeah you know that saying jack of all trades but master of none I'm such a jack of all trades. Be a jack of all trades. I'm such have a jack of all trades. Have your finger in all the pies. Um, I have a... You know what my grandma says? She says, 10 fingers, 10 talents. Literally. Because, like, you just... I just don't... I also don't... I'm not fussed about being a master no. of one. Like, I'm happy to, like, be mediocre at everything and do everything. Honestly, mediocrity is one of the most freeing things. So like, freeing. Get a paint palette and paint a shit octopus like no one cares if you like it put it on the wall yeah (laughs) go on put it on the wall this is getting quite artistic and quite i know but like (laughs) honestly i i I don't i couldn't give you like a maths or a science example no if you're a stem person you're just gonna have to translate this into something equivalent i I couldn't even i I couldn't even tell you it's just not in my world i think that's the thing though is that stuff like stem is a lot more formulaic right or wrong yeah which is why i personally find 
humanities and art a lot less rigid and therefore a lot more liberating and expressive but people love that about stem people love knowing what it is and the pursuit of knowledge towards a certified end goal yes i I appreciate that that. yes or wrong yes or wrong (laughs) no but i appreciate having a certified endpoint and a a streamlined direction yeah for sure that is just not the way that i operate i would just say in conclusion as you progress through your stages of life don't limit yourself by trying to be the best as we said don't think in extremes think in stepping stones and also don't confine yourself to what you used to be in in out of embarrassment yes of being disloyal to your past yes because in being disloyal to your past you're being very disloyal to your current self and your potential for the future yeah oh my gosh god we should have a podcast we're just we're so good (laughs) well speaking of thank you for joining us for the first episode of the new format the rebrand we hope you like it if you're an old-time listener you've noticed not much has actually changed we hope you get us yeah because we get you (laughs) we will see you when we see you bye Bye, guys guys. (laughs) do you need 35 minutes